0: What is up, everybody, and welcome into the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tyler, and as always, I am joined by none other than my co-host. You cannot hear the intro at all, so he has no idea what's going on. Steven Cardenas, what is going on, my friend?
1: I feel like I'm on a different planet right now. What just happened? (laughs) Are you, did you really hear it or did wow. you just like, is this like your, your taste thing where you God. think you're tasting it, but you, and you thought you heard the intro.
0: <laughs> I just, it really, it dawned on me now that you asked in the middle of it, um, can you hear it? So I'm going to have to totally take that out. So people, <laughs> or
1: maybe I'll leave it in. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, you guys dig it out. That's way too awkward. You really do. No, every, people are just going <laughs> to shut it off after that. like, what is this trash I just turned on? <laughs> My goodness. I was
0: like, "He really can't hear it?
1: I have no idea what just happened. I just took Not the rain. A clue. Oh.
0: You've been having technical difficulties all, all night. Yeah,
1: we've had some weird <clears throat> stuff going on. I think one of Tyler's ghosts came over and started tinkering with things. Dude, I'm home alone until like 4.30 tonight. Come on. What dude, that's also so
0: weird that you say that cuz I literally had a dream last oh, night that I was in your your childhood home and um I was upstairs and like I was facetiming you or something and I was like, "Yeah, Stephen, like I don't know if you know, but like you know your house is haunted, right? Like upstairs." Like it was literally the conversation we had in the dream. It's like you do know that, right? Why I told myself, why I told you that in the dream, I don't know because I had to stay there that night by myself.
1: Sure, makes sense, yeah. So so this is all too real, right? That now. totally, oh man, totally checks out. Makes night. a whole lot of sense. Uh, um, I was unaware that my childhood home was haunted, <laughs> though. So that's news to me. You are? Oh, all right. Okay. I thought you were going to say it was, and I was going to say, "Excuse me,"
0: because I didn't know that. But never mind. You, you know, or you don't know. I don't know. I had a friend whose house was like definitely haunted. Like, it's it, Phil. If you're listening, like. I don't care what you say, your house was haunted. You say it wasn't, but like, I've talked to other people. They agree. That's
1: well, believe it or not, guys, this is not a uh, ghost stories podcast. This is a fantasy football podcast. We're super excited you guys could join us today. If you are new, (laughs) welcome and go ahead and subscribe wherever you're listening. We are on all the podcast platforms. So check us out everywhere. Check us out on YouTube. New content there. That's right. Making videos, mock drafts. That's right, got some couple mock drafts. Ooh. Getting getting the video Sorry, content up mind. there. Go ahead, check out the YouTube, subscribe there. We're on Twitter. We are on Instagram. On Facebook. Go find all of our social medias and like and subscribe everywhere. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Today we're gonna do a little bit of reflecting on. The offseason, as you know, uh, football season is about to start here in about two weeks. We're about two weeks away. I think tomorrow, I think, is the two-week mark, actually. Uh, Super excited for that. But it's time to look back on the offseason and kind of figure out what have we learned, what has changed, and get you guys up to speed for your drafts that are probably happening right about now.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we've definitely, we've had to keep an open mind over this off season. So there's going to be like, like you said, we're going to teach you what we've learned, what we think is valuable to you to keep in mind. Um, and some players that, uh, have definitely changed our minds over the last few months. So I am excited to get into this. So it'll be you, me, and whatever ghost wants to join the podcast.
1: All right, let's go ahead. Let's step into the newsroom. Tyler, what do you got for me?
0: All right, some uh some good news or maybe bad news depending on what side of the coin you're on here, but some starters have been named for week 1 of the NFL season, which, might I add, is like 2 weeks away. Probably 2 weeks from the day you're listening to this, and I am so Can excited. Can you believe it? Teddy, dude, I can't. I really can't. Like it's I'm going to see you in like a uh-huh. week and a yep, half, yep. right? And like football starts like two days after that.
1: I know it's nuts.
0: It's going to be pretty nuts. It's I'm so I have so many drafts coming up now that I think about it. Oh,
1: gosh, you're right.
0: Oh, God. I hope none of our (laughs) overlapping. Oh, gosh. We have a dynasty draft coming up. You
1: Oh, we do. I need to we need to get prepped for that. We'll talk about it after.
0: Oh, man, I can't wait. I love it. So uh, Teddy Bridgewater was named the starter for week one for the Denver Broncos. Yes, this heated QB battle. Teddy B came out on top. I mean, I don't want to say there was a clear cut winner because there really wasn't. Not that I'm really excited for either one of these guys. I mean, I'm not really targeting either one of these guys, but good on Teddy
1: B. Yeah, I would say so. Really, the only thing that, you know, hearing it makes me think is I'm a little higher on Jerry Judy than I was knowing that Teddy Bridgewater is a starter from what it sounds like, they had a kind of good of a a good connection in training camp. And then also just where Teddy likes to throw the ball, I'm a little more confident in Judy getting targets now, you know, kind of closer to the line of scrimmage, whereas Cortland Sutton's going to be that bigger play guy. So it's not great for my confidence in Cortland Sutton, that along with the injury that has been going on and lingering and all of that stuff. But for the most part, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of wait a little bit more to to hear more about Corlin Sutton before I kind of make any decisions or or big changes to my rankings. But I'll, I'll move Jerry Judy up a little bit, and he's somebody that I'm actually kind of excited about now.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I'm a little more confident in the receivers there with Teddy B mm-hmm. there. I know Drew Locke did look pretty pretty decent in preseason, which was nice to see. Yeah. But I do have more confidence in Teddy Bridgewater, so the receivers I am a lot more comfortable drafting or feeling more comfortable, you know, after yeah, drafting. Absolutely. Um. So as you all know, this Kiwi battle in Jacksonville has just been back and forth. Oh, it's been just who a knows what's happen.
1: battle. What a
0: fight. Will it be the number one overall pick who had the playbook before ever being drafted with the amazing hair or will it be, Minshew with the mustache. It was the hair versus the stash. Who was gonna win? And it was obviously the rookie, Trevor Lawrence. He's getting the starting job. Yeah,
1: it's like no right? nobody I mean, ever questioned coming. this in the slightest bit.
0: I mean, I won't lie; I really was rooting for Minshew. I just wanted—I I, 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 I kind of wanted the
1: chaos. I'm not gonna lie; I was pretty excited about it.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's what it was. I think right, the chaos it was yeah. gonna that was gonna bring after. Like
1: if if we were ever. Side side tangent, right? If us as a as a mankind as in this world, if we were ever going to experience the multiverse, Trevor Lawrence <laughs> not winning the starting job after being drafted number one overall would be an event that I think would be big enough to kind of rip open, you know, the dimensions and, yes. and let us experience the multiverse.
0: I think the TVA would have stepped in.
1: I think so too. I think it would have been a very um, and,
0: and wipe, It would have wipe. been
1: cataclysmic, maybe.
0: So as as far as we know, that did happen, and we just don't remember it or don't know that it'll happen because again, I don't know. It's... My
1: brain hurts now. I I pretty much did as much as I could with the first joke, and now we're now we're above my pay grade.
0: Whoa, whoa, man! That's why you're not in hired. Higher... What? That's why you're not on the Disney panel.
1: Exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: All right. Not that I am. Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be the starter. We never really questioned it, but apparently Urban Meyer did, which should really guys that should raise concerns for you about the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. Uh it just makes no sense. I have not wait,
0: there was people that didn't have concerns raised <laughs> already.
1: I mean maybe. Maybe there were some optimistic people out there. Uh if you were, go ahead, go watch the uh preseason game against the New Orleans Saints and watch the offense not be able to function against the backup New Orleans Saints defense and then let me know how you're feeling about the team after that. Oh. Oh, and
0: for while we're on Jacksonville for a minute. Mm-hmm. And we're questioning things. How about all you uh, Travis Etienne truthers of your early?
1: Yeah, I guess now would now would be a good time to mention that. That is one of our other news pieces. Travis Etienne is injured and out for the season, most likely, from what it sounds like. Uh, Most likely. Hey, they said he could be back in week 12. Yeah, but like possibly. so (laughs) So, I mean. What if he's a what if he's a league winner? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I maybe. mean, maybe
0: it's just it's in the realm of possibility. Like,
1: why play him? They're gonna be what two and oh, two and sure ten at would. that point. Like, what's the point of putting him out there and risking re-injury? You know, they're not gonna rush him back. I, d- I doubt he sees the field. True. Unless it's like week seventeen or two weeks left in the season, just for a little bit to get some reps yeah. in, but beyond that, I just don't see. it If happening. you're a if
0: you're in a dynasty format or a dynasty league, I would this would be a great time to maybe buy him really low for someone that's just dropping him mm-hmm. or uh, don't want to pick him up. Yeah. I mean, that's I I would definitely take a look at that. I,
1: I would too. I do think the kid is
0: really really talented. So
1: yeah, I think. I
0: mean, yeah, I would take. Yeah, that shot. if you're a
1: team that is looking to at least somewhat contend this year, I don't hate throwing a first round pick at him because here's what's going to happen if you throw your 2020, you know two first round pick at Travis Etienne, and somebody bites like when it comes to draft time next year, if you're at the eight spot in your rookie drafts, you're not going to find a player better than Travis Etienne. You know what I mean? And so right. he's exactly. essentially gets to have his rookie year next year. So you're just kind of trading in that future pick for a future player that is, I think will be a better pick than anybody else so i think travis etienne would probably be like the third or fourth pick in next year's draft so i think as long as you think you can do you'll have a pick that's worse than that i think it's probably probably makes sense unless you're worried about the injury and him not being able to come back from that but i I don't see that being the case and james robinson getting the start this year will increase his trade value and he'll definitely be gone um after this season for without a doubt somebody will have him and and he'll be a starter elsewhere
0: let's uh Let's talk about that. How do you feel about James Robinson now?
1: Fine. Okay. Um, I don't think he's going to do what he did last year. I wouldn't expect that at all. Mm -hmm. Think about who his quarterbacks were last year. I'd be surprised if you can name them all, but I know one of them was Mike Lennon, right? So (laughs) that offense ran through James Robinson because he's like the only living, breathing thing on the field. But this year we've got Trevor Lawrence. This team is going to be bad. I think they'll be behind. They'll be throwing the ball. And and what's their goal? Their goal is to get Trevor better. They're just going to do what the Bengals did last year. He's going to drop back like 40 times a game. He's going to throw a ton of passes. And so James Robinson, while he will be decent for fantasy, I, he just won't have the same volume that he did last year that made him so good in fantasy. So I haven't adjusted my rankings yet, but I'm guessing he'll end up as like, Somewhere in round, maybe around RB eighteen, eighteen to twenty, somewhere in there. I mean, that's
0: that's still yeah, really good for great. value right now, where he's being mm-hmm. drafted. I, I I love the value of him. if if he kind of sticks around where he's at. Uh, I think the value would is amazing yeah. there, and I would definitely take my shot on him yeah. there uh, towards later rounds of the draft. Um, another another trade that I think that just happened what this morning, yeah, right? This morning, Sonny Michelle is going to la rams for two late round conditional picks. Mm how does that make you feel like about daryl henderson and stuff like that
1: so i've gone through kind of a few different thought processes over the day as much as i could it was kind of a slow day at work so i didn't have a whole lot else to do other than scroll through fantasy twitter and kind of get everyone's read on the the daryl henderson situation and where i've kind of come out is that i think it bumps him down a little bit in my rankings but not a ton So I think Sonny Michel will get touches, but I do think Daryl Henderson will still be the starter. He's just not going to be a bell cow, which I didn't really have him projected to be anyway. I didn't think he would come in and like dominate snaps in that role. I figured they would add somebody else. Sonny Michel is not enough of a player that I'm like super concerned, but it does change how I view him because Sonny Michel will get touches. In this offense, I just don't think it's enough right. to like make either of them undraftable. But you just have to keep an eye on where Daryl Henderson's ADP ends up being because he, he might not drop enough relative to what I think he will actually drop in real life. So just kind of keep an eye on that.
0: Correct. It might be really beneficial to Henderson as well, because I mean, we know how how touchy he can yeah. be. He can get hurt relatively mm-hmm, easily. True. And with having Sonny Michelle there as to kind of keep Henderson fresh, that might be a really, really good way to utilize mm-hmm. him, keep him fresh. And so when he is on the field, he makes the most of those opportunities and you know maybe is a lot more productive than we hope.
1: Yeah. Right. So even if he isn't as good on a per game basis, you might get him for more games now because there's somebody else to kind of come in and, and yep. keep him a little more, more healthy. That's a good way. To, I hadn't thought about that, but that's a good point though.
0: And then one last thing I want to touch on because it just has me slash mad, confused, sad, happy, glad. <laughs> Andy Dalton is reiterated once again, he will be the starter for the week one Rams matchup for the Chicago Bears. Mm. There's got to be a, some kind of like written something written in his contract that he is a starter for week 1, it Has right? to be, right? <laughs> like at this point. It
1: just has to be.
0: There's there has to be. I just uh we'll, we'll see what happens against Rams defense. I I I pray for his body and his life, mm-hmm. his livelihood against Aaron Donald, but uh till then, Justin Fields will be starting the first half of the game this coming weekend for the Bears, so that will be fun and I get to watch the whole thing even t- in its entirety because of my quarantine. So
1: woo-woo. that's fun. I got nowhere to be now. Yes. Yeah, I got nowhere to be news, now. Somebody is on a 10 day quarantine because he got the <laughs> Rona. I got
0: the one nine one nine. One nine. No. Uh, yeah. So I've been sitting uh, in here for the last three days, two days. I don't know
1: i told him it's it's a plenty of time to work on some content
0: you're
1: gonna be pumping out the content
0: content is king hopefully there's some videos as long as my voice sounds okay i'll pump out some videos. i
1: still can't tell that your voice sounds different so that's good that's good it
0: sounds completely different to me i can't oh by the way just on a side note worst part about this whole thing thus far is i can't taste a damn thing and I just made brownies and it's 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 freaking tragic. Yeah, let's I just I just want. To let yeah, you're
1: be. right. We should we should dig into this a little bit. All right, everybody. I want you to put your thinking caps on. OK, you are in a situation. You have no sense of taste. It has been this way for how long? Over 24 hours, right? Yeah. At least. Yeah, yeah. So 24 hours. So you are well aware of the fact that you can't taste <laughs> anything. Right. So what is what is the hey, thing Set me up for? Something, what is, is the thing totally that imagined. you would not do? I would argue. I wouldn't eat unhealthy. I would argue that it it, the one thing I would not do is make something that its only benefit to you is its taste. The one thing you cannot receive from that item, which is brownies. I would not make brownies. I would not make cake. I would not go get ice cream, which you did yesterday. Also, by the way, but oh, wait, yesterday, no. I know it was testing. It was testing. And I, I understand that. That's I fine. didn't know about it at that That's point. Fine. OK, OK, OK. That's understandable. But you knew about it today and you went and you made brownies. Not only did you just make a box of brownies, right? Like just a box from the store, but he like added to them to make them better. He added chocolate chips like he was going <laughs> to notice the difference. What Like now he's just sitting there tortured because he's got a whole thing of brownies he can't taste. Can you smell?
0: Uh, I think somewhat. <laughs> it's a little bit. You probably, you're probably about where <laughs> just, I'm at than oh. on
1: my normal days because I have a really bad sense of smell. But anyway, yeah, this hey, is life hey, right now.
0: Hey, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I could taste the chicken I had last night, okay? So there was a glimmer of hope. And I could taste the nasty cough medicine that I've been drinking. <laughs> so I was like, cool, maybe. And uh, here we are. Yep. You know, uh, sadness. It's fine. It's fine. It's a rough life. It's Okay. I'm, I I feel fine being judged from 400 miles away, but, uh, however I'm, I'm you, always
1: judging of- you, my friend, always and- judging you. So let's go ahead. Let's hop into our main topic for this week. We, we're going to take some time and we're going to look back. We're going to look back over the last seven months or so of this off season, which is funny enough, it correlates exactly with the amount of time that we have been doing this podcast. And we're going to take some time to reflect on just the last seven months. So we're going to give you guys a couple things that we feel like we have learned over this offseason and then go through some players that we've kind of changed our tune on. So some players that we had one opinion of at the beginning of the year and where it has changed and shifted around due to whether it's changes in situations or changes in how we think about the game. We're going to talk to you guys about some of those. So let's go ahead. Let's dig in to some things that we learned. And the first thing I want to talk about, number one, the number one thing, maybe not number one most important, but the first thing we learned this offseason is new coaches do not care about what old coaches have done. And so this has played out in a few (laughs) interesting ways over the offseason. And funny enough, we're going to get back to player that we've already talked about today. We're going to talk about James Robinson and Travis Etienne. James Robinson was, you know, an undrafted free agent last year. Okay. So a a year ago from now, he was an undrafted free agent heading into the season, and he blew up and was a really good, productive player for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, in your minds, you hear that and you think, oh, wow, they stumbled into something and they just get this player who is a contributor to their team basically for free, right? Like no cost to them. What a great find. Coach gets fired, understandably. Urban Meyer gets hired as the new head coach. They go into the draft and they use one of their first round Picks on a running back. New coaches don't care about what happened before. So even though. Makes sense, right? James Robinson was kind of this gift given to the team. Urban Meyer wasn't there as it was happening. He felt like he needed to get a running back. He went out. He did it. And we kind of felt the 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 hit of that in in fantasy a lot of dynasty you know managers who had james robinson on the roster were super disappointed um wishing they would have moved him and kind of sold him high when they had the chance
0: yeah um i i kind of like to think of it that uh urban meyer was getting ready for day two and they said hey you're up again and he said oh snap uh uh d- take the running back like he just and it was totally blindsided by that second first round pick. That's what I like to think or, happened. Yeah,
1: Trevor. He was on the phone with Trevor and Trevor was like, hey, my uh, my teammate could use a team. <laughs> hey, he's got a I could just let him bunk with me.
0: Uh, It'd be fun. It'd be great. And that's what happened. And mm-hmm. here we are. Uh, James Robinson will have another opportunity, though, this year to to see uh, to show, you know, can he do that again? You know, um, like you said, I don't think he really will necessarily because of the opportunities that are going to be taken away from him with with Trevor Lawrence passing and them being down and all of that fun stuff. But it'll be interesting, I think. Like like we said, some of the new coaches just don't care. You know, it's their team now and they're going to do what they want to to build it to their liking.
1: Yep, they sure are another AFC South example of that. Texans traded for David Johnson uh, like a year and a half ago. Remember that trade that involved uh, DeAndre Hopkins going to Arizona? Super lopsided. Uh, But you would think after spending some significant capital to acquire David Johnson, i.e. one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, that uh, you would try to feature him as your starting running back for the team. Guess what? New coach doesn't care about what they paid to get David Johnson. David Johnson is not even one of two starters according to the Houston Texans. They ha- he has two guys ahead of him. Uh even though you know what he was what was paid to get him on that roster.
0: That's got to hurt.
1: It yeah, really does. That's just
0: disrespectful. I don't know to who. Probably the fans. The fans anybody. have to
1: just be like, I would have given like, up. I am genuinely
0: ago. curious. If you are a Houston Texans fan, I need you to write into the show, and I need you to tell me why. Yes, please. Like, I, we won't read mm-hmm. it publicly unless you want it to, but I'm just so curious as to why. Like, I get if it's a hometown thing, but, like, this team is only, like, 20 years old. Like, it's mm-hmm. okay to get yep. out. Like, just say you were, like, a Cowboys fan before, and you just liked them because they were closer to you, but like oh yeah
1: that's a great plan
0: like the worked the the 20th anniversary will be next year i believe if, if my mm-hmm. math is there's literally
1: around. hey there's 31 other options out there right and all of them are better than the houston texans yeah, every single one of them is a better And option. there is
0: also like eight xfl teams so there's like there's like 39 options to be completely honest. there's
1: also a lot of other sports if you really need to just completely bail out we wouldn't we don't yeah. want you to. We want you to be here and be yeah. and be into football because that's us, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, would understand. I would totally, totally. No, understand. like yeah. Uh, anyway, I totally. What the, else did like, we the learn? The U.S.
0: is good in swimming again. So I mean, I'm yeah, yeah. Here, that's but, true. That's yeah.
1: true. Yep. So uh, what else did we learn this off season?
0: All right, a lot of a lot. I mean, you guys all know this one, I'm sure. But this is one I've liked to play with for a long time, and one I guess I just like. I've been in denial about. And I think you might have been here with mm-hmm. me as well. Yep. But if, if this season, if none other, has just taught me this lesson once and for all, and that's just wait to draft. Yes. Like, oh drafting gosh, is yes. fun. I'm There's a lot. I like to draft during the summer. You know, keeps me engaged, keeps me excited. But, like, if you're in a serious league or like a money league or anything like that where you just really want those bragging rights, wait to draft. Mm -hmm. Some prime examples. Well, I guess we could say Travis (laughs) Etienne, right? Uh, How about about Cam Akers? When no one saw that coming. He was being drafted so high. Or how about Mm -hmm. Michael Thomas? You draft him, and then all of a sudden, uh, I'm getting surgery this week, guys. Like, whoa, what? (laughs)
1: It's like, what do you mean, surgery?
0: uh, Excuse me. My name is not Dree, and don't call me sir. Like, excuse me. That like, was, no, that, that was, was dumb. Bad. I'm sorry. I was, I was that trying. That stretch. Um, I would thanks say for let's bringing it up. Out,
1: but I need you thanks. to be embarrassed.
0: That's fine. Uh, it's the COVID brain. Uh, or how about, how about, Aaron Rodgers? I can't tell you oh, how yeah. many drafts I went into. You know, just you know, just for fun over the summer not drafting him because I genuinely did not think he was going to be playing this year. You know, Mm -hmm. we talked about on the podcast mm -hmm. and now, you know, you're, he's one of the top three QBs. You're probably taking or top five, you know, depending on how you have him ranked. But these are just some prime examples. Julio Jones, even right. I I mean, he's not in Atlanta,
1: just all of the fallout with Julio Jones,
0: all of it, which affects uh, AJ Brown. So, I just so, so much just wait to draft. That's that's all I can say, because I can tell you if I draft tomorrow versus my draft from June, they look completely different now.
1: So different, like insanely different. And I definitely underestimated all of the changes that were going to happen. Now, if you're doing a di- an early dynasty startup, um, I think that's OK. That's a little different, yeah, there's a lot more um, like resistance to the big injuries and things like that because it's multi-year and yada 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 but for for your redraft leagues just wait just Just wait wait so that you can have all of the information because what's the point like if you're super excited DeAndre Swift is a great example he it came out this week I think that he might not be ready for week one and I I am feeling Pretty what? not good about everywhere that I have drafted DeAndre Swift. So it seems like happened? that. He's Do been like having some sort of injury. It might be a groin. Um, I can't remember for sure. But it wasn't a big deal, but now it's like, well, he might not be ready. So that kind of stinks. So those are some things we've learned, I guess, over
0: the last seven to eight months, right? We yep. all have. We all got to keep an open mind. We all, life is. You're always learning. You know, you, no one ever stays the same. Nothing ever stays the same. You know, you got to learn. That's how you grow. That's how you become a better fantasy player and just just better at things Pretty in cheap. general. Right. Right. All right. So, with that being said, keeping an open mind. We have some players that we've changed our opinion on. We've changed our outlook on. And that was a way better Mm -hmm. segue than I thought it was ever going to be. But here are some players that we now think differently about. I feel like there should be some music going right now. Maybe I'll find something. All right. So. Right? right? All right. Cue the music, editing man. Ah, I love it. Sounds great. All right. So the first player, we have changed our... Minds on her, you know, we've had a more open mind about is Josh Jacobs. I know it, I know, I know it, I know. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa I whoa. know it. But wait, when you Josh, fools you started this podcast, one of the first things you came out and said was, Don't draft Josh Jacobs. What's up with that?
0: All right. And here's the thing I still agree with that. but one thing we teach on this podcast is value is king, right? Value Value
1: is king.
0: King. Value is king. He has an ADP. Where is that running back 18 right now? I believe is where he is going in ADP. Mm -hmm. Now for that value versus where he can finish. And we know he can because he's done it before. He even did it last year. That is fantastic ADP. He was a top 10 running back last year. I think he finished eight overall. It didn't feel like it, and I get it, and we know that. Yeah. Trust me, we know that. It didn't feel well, like we it. we do. But that's where he finished. Yes, Kenyon Drake is there now. I get it. But Josh Jacobs is still a very talented player, and he can easily outperform that ADP where he's at, which means where you're going to get him, is going to be fantastic return on investment and i absolutely love it.
1: Mhm. Yeah, i think my favorite thing about Josh Jacobs at this point is that like you're not worried about him losing his role where like the other players in that same vic- vicinity, you know, is in ADP. Mm-hmm. We're talking guys like Chris Carson, Miles Sanders, Miles Gaskin, Daryl Henderson. We just don't know for certain what those guys' roles are going to look like. But we know what Josh Jacobs is. We know what his role is in this offense. And even if he doesn't have the same upside as he as we thought he did going into last season, he can return RB two value without a doubt. And he can do it consistently week after week after week. So if he's my second or even my third running back, I feel pretty good about that because I know he's has a pretty decent floor. Yes. And, you know, obviously if Kenyon Drake gets injured, his value goes up again, but you, you can say that anybody. So I don't like to make that argument, but same thing holds. He has talent. Trust the talent. That is what I've been trying to remind myself of over the last few weeks is kind of things have been shaking out in training camp is trust the talent and i believe josh jacobs is a good solid running back
0: i love it i love it so much um who was the next guy we've kind of changed our tune on or kept an open mind about
1: yeah so another player i want to talk about is dallas goddard and i think you were more a little less excited about him than i was Mm -hmm. you know headed into this season um, but Dallas Goddard, I, he I kind of saw him as like a, a higher tier tight end. So you had those those top three guys, and then you kind of had the next chunk of players. You know, your TJ Hawkinson, your Kyle Pitts, your Mark Andrews. I thought Dallas Goddard was kind of the the upper echelon of that third tier, but as it turns out. He doesn't have the role that we thought he might. Zach Ertz is still on that roster. Mm-hmm. He didn't get traded like we thought he would. He's still there. He's taking a ton of snaps. He is, you know, utilized in that offense. He has a role. Dallas Goddard just isn't going to be the like number one receiving option on that team. Like I thought he might be. Or, or even the number two receiving option, I don't think. So way lower on Dallas Goddard's opportunity in that offense. So I'm just way off of him. And I don't think his, you know, the way that people are drafting him, I don't think he's fallen enough for me to be interested in him. And, and I just don't see the upside anymore. So that that's kind of where I'm at with Dallas Goddard at this point. Like his ADP, he's still the tight end nine.
0: It's too high. It's way too high. Like it's above Robert. I don't see him finishing as a top 12 guy anymore. Tyler Higby. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't like it at all. Um, The next team. Oh, yes. I guess the next team I want to talk about is still in the NFC East and that's the Dallas Cowboys. You might be saying that's not a player. God, you're so stupid. Well, you're right. I am stupid, but I don't want to talk about. Yeah, we are a player here. I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys receiver room. So, you know, a lot of people have been really high on CD Lamb. Other people have been hesitant because his ADP is just way too high. A lot of people are still up high on Amari Cooper. Some people like Lamb more. It's back and forth. Me and Steven have been back and forth on it. I like Amari more. He mm-hmm. likes CD Lamb more. But I know that it shifted back and forth. And...
1: Yep, it sure has.
0: I kind of think me and Steven are kind of in the f- same place roughly right now as we speak. Where... I think Amari Cooper is down just a little bit for me, where CD Lamb is up as well. I know Steven is mm. still there. I even sniped him a few weeks yep. ago when we were doing a draft. Oh, that and was
1: messed up, man.
0: He was mad, and it was pretty entertaining, and I loved every minute of it, if nothing else for that. But I really am, I'm starting to, I'm not jumping on that hype train. Like, I'm still, like, running really fast, like, trying to shout at you and talk to you. Like, I'm not quite jumping on yet, but he is starting to look real good, man. Like, ah, it's starting to look real good.
1: <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah, he looks awesome in training camp. He has looked absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, I just thought that Amari Cooper, like, there's no reason for him to lose the role that he had last year. But I, I'm just at the point where I think CD Lamb is going to come in and and demand to be the number one target there in Dallas. I still think Amari Cooper is great. I think he's awesome, but I don't think he's on the Cowboys after next year because I think CeeDee Lamb just completely takes over that, you know, that wide receiver room. I think he just completely steps into the number one role, demands a ton of targets, and is just absolutely awesome awesome player in fantasy
0: yeah i i agree We'll we'll see what happens in the next few weeks where i view him right before and we'll do a, a one more final mock draft before the season gets started and we'll probably throw some more up on youtube so be on the lookout for those but that's what the great thing about mock drafts you know you can kind of play yep. around with it see how you feel you know maybe you want to make some different moves anything like that so uh next guy on the list we are going to go back to philadelphia and we're going to talk a little bit of Devonta Smith all right
1: oh i'm so excited well, about this to, one
0: to, well you know what then go ahead and take it away my friend
1: yeah so it's pretty similar to uh the last one where listen at the beginning of the off season i saw Devonte smith uh we we talked about him months ago in our rookie kind of preview show we went and we watched some film and i was i was captivated by Devonte smith now He's a smaller player, and we know all of those things, but I just thought he looked phenomenal. What he is able to do as far as his skill set in the receiving game, I was floored with it, okay? I I loved him. I absolutely adored him heading into the season. Then he gets drafted, top 10 pick by top 10, right? He was picked in the uh, – Yeah. Maybe he was picked uh, – No, anyway.
0: pick uh... – No, Fields was pick 11, so I think he was 10, right?
1: Okay. Yeah, I think so. Eagles moved around. I can't remember who they moved around with. Uh, But anyway, all that to say, Devontae Smith gets taken really high, but he gets picked by the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was a team that I was not thrilled about as far as his landing spot. I don't know if I can trust Jalen Hurts. Is he good enough to produce a, a fantasy wide receiver? All of those things, but what I came down to, and this has been in the last week or two, I got to see some footage of Devontae Smith in the preseason just creating an unbelievable separation against real NFL talent, and I was like, you know what, I'm done, I'm buying in. If he's that good, he will get targets, he will get receptions, and he will be good in... Fantasy. So I'm looking at his ADP as a wide receiver thirty three, and I think that value is just insane. I think he could be like a top twenty wide receiver because he has no competition in Philadelphia that comes close to what he what I think he can do as a receiver.
0: Yeah. I'm starting to like him a lot more too. I I agree with you. And honestly, like out of this rookie class, I think he's kind of the one I I really want to take um mm-hmm. I, I do like jamar chase but just where is that in adp and from what i'm seeing like i don't like it i don't i don't want any yeah. part of it i think it's a waste of a draft pick at that position and that pick
1: yeah and i, I think
0: agree. like value wise and talent wise i agree i think i think Devonte smith is super great pickup there and i'm excited for what i see and like you say time and time again time and time again trust the talent
1: you know, he's got talent so. Trust the talent yeah i i do think he can he can kind of be an elite wide receiver in the nfl all right
0: how you feel about chase claypool
1: yeah so i i think i think it's just coming down to this same concept right but essentially where I'm at with Chase Claypool is I'm willing to draft him at his ADP now. Whereas before I was just not on board at all. I just, I didn't really believe in big Ben. I didn't believe in the Steelers offense. And I really just thought with so many mouths to feed there, I just didn't really see Chase Claypool being able to kind of rise above and solidify a big enough role to be worth where he's being drafted. But now that I've you know got to sit on it and stew with it a little bit longer, I I kind of trust that Claypool can come in and be the number one target in Pittsburgh, even if he doesn't have the most you know most targets. I think he could be like the number one read, the alpha in that offense, and I think he would return his value. And so he he's being drafted as the wide receiver twenty six. I easily think he could return wide receiver two, like a solid wide receiver two. I I agree with that would value you? just based on talent and kind of stepping in and being the guy there
0: so really good value and I just looking at the receivers around him would you rather take yeah Claypool or Schuster because they are only mere picks apart like five
1: uh Claypool for sure, for sure. Think,
0: okay what about yeah. what about well So you would rather take Claypool over Jamar Chase and T Higgins, I'm guessing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I would not take, or I'm sorry, I would take him over Kenny Galladay in OBJ. Would you as well as that? I
1: I would as well. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I I would as well. So I, I I think he can finish above those guys. I think he can. I do think Mm -hmm. he could finish above an Adam Thielen even like, Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Who's your favorite receiver there in Pittsburgh? Is it, Deontay Johnson probably still, or is it?
1: You know, this is probably going to be in full PPR. It's probably Deontay Johnson. If we're in half PPR, I might lean Chase Chase Claypool. But but I think where they're going to end up ranked for me is within a spot or two of one another. And and they're different players for sure. It feels like Tyler Lockett versus DK Metcalf, but a little less exaggerated where they're, Way closer than the way I see those two players, but
0: okay, yeah,
1: I think I like DeAndre Johnson just a little bit more still, just because that we know Big Ben likes to target him.
0: I can get behind that. I can get behind that for sure. Okay, let's move on. We're gonna move away from the wide receiver position for just a moment. We're gonna move on to the running back position here on players mm-hmm. we've kept an open mind about and maybe changed our tune a little bit. We're gonna go back yeah. you know, up to Chicago. We're gonna go with David Montgomery. David Montgomery is a name we have talked about for a few episodes now. And I know both of us were a little bit lower on him. Uh, You were probably a little lower than I was to get, you know, I had some bias in there, Mm -hmm. so totally understandable, but I think both of us have really like changed our tune. And like, we both like, we both finally see that running back. I think that can give you, you know, a top 12 performance on the year and really solidify himself this coming year. Um, Yep. You know, I know I was a little hesitant. I know he finished running back four last year. But where he was going, where, where is he right now? His current ADP is currently running back 16. So 29th pick overall, half PPR. His value has gone up because it was 20 just a few weeks ago. I know when we talked about him. And rightfully so. And I still think this value is super good because I believe he can finish in the top 12. They're going to be... They've talked about 20 plus touches a game. Tariq Cohen is injured. I think David Montgomery can really step on step up and be that guy and that player for the Chicago Bears.
1: Yeah. I, I really do too. He's just becoming somebody that I love drafting. If I can get David Montgomery in the early third round, I feel like I'm getting away with like highway robbery there. Because think about it. You can start you can start your draft. Dalvin Cook, then Clyde Edwards-Alaire, David Montgomery. I love that. You can start with those three running backs who all have top 12 upside. And that's where I've changed on David Montgomery is I've gone from seeing him as like a floor play who doesn't really have the opportunity to get into that top 12 status. But now I see him as, No, he still has a really fantastic floor. But I believe he can be a top 10 running back in this offense with the role that he has with Tariq Cohen being injured and with his role, I believe will be diminished Mm -hmm. throughout the season and probably down to roughly nothing. With Justin Fields coming in and maybe that offense gets a little more fire Darnell Mooney stepping up, Allen Robinson, both of them stretching the field a little bit more. I could see David Montgomery coming in and being a top 10 running back again this season. And I love his value right now in drafts.
0: Yeah, I I like, I agree with you. I think it's a steal there in the third round and some of the mocks I've been doing, I've, I've almost been banking on him coming back around. So I've been playing like with Mm -hmm. what to do, like a running back receiver Montgomery or, Three running backs in a row, and just to see what I can do there. And yeah, I mean, like you said, yeah, you could pick up Hilaire, Montgomery, and Cook. Like what a what a lineup already before you ever touch receivers. I absolutely love it. All right, our last player, we've kept an open mind about, and this is a player I know a lot of people are back and forth on. Some hate him, some love him, some will die by Mm the sword for this player on their fantasy roster, but none other. (laughs) It's so true. Then Tyler Lockett. All righty. How are we feeling about Tyler Lockett this season?
1: You know, what he did last year was just so interesting. He, he was a top 12 wide receiver last year, but the, but his, his problem was he only had like four games that you wanted to start him or something. He was unbelievably inconsistent. It was impossible to estimate when these games were going to happen. He would just randomly blow up for like three touchdowns over 100 yards, have 40 points in a week, you would play him next week, and he scored three points, right? Like that happened to you, I know for sure. And so it took a while to kind of get over the emotion of that and get over what that did to us and what as far as like being able to trust him and believe in him, how we view him. But now that we're we are where we are, I think Tyler Lockett is a great, great value. Right now, he's being drafted as the wide receiver 20, okay? His 51 overall. So he's getting drafted in the fifth round. This is a wide receiver who put up 40 points multiple times last year, being drafted in the fifth round. He had well over 100 targets last year. Nobody else in the fifth round can claim those same things right nobody else can do that he has one of the best quarterbacks in the league throwing him the ball we trust pete carroll to put together an offense that is effective we trust russell wilson to score touchdowns like all of these things make me think okay maybe last year was just weird and maybe tyler lockett is somebody that we can We can trust in at least a little bit, especially in the fifth round. If Tyler Lockett is your wide receiver three and you don't have to rely on him. That is awesome, because when he when he has his weeks, he will win you weeks by himself without a doubt.
0: Yeah, I I think he's an amazing value in the fifth round there. You know, I know Metcalf is there. I know Metcalf. He was a breakout last year. He's going to do well, but I think he just kind of kind of. Again, trust the talent there. He's got the talent. He's yep. done. He's done better almost every year he's been there, I believe, or you know, in his career, statistically speaking. So there's no reason to doubt that. You know, I know it was inconsistent last year, but if you believe in Tyler Lockett and you what he can do and what his ceiling can be, then the value is too good, and I think he's someone you should definitely consider and take a look at to put on your roster.
1: And don't remember. Don't forget too. He got paid this year. Like yes, let's follow. The money. Follow the dollar, dollar bills. I think they will lead you to targets and lead you to utilization.
0: Yes. Yes. Indeed. All
1: right. So to
0: recap, what did we learn here today, ladies and gentlemen, and Texans fans? Because you are your own breed of people. What did we learn here today? We learned coaches do not care about what previous coaches have done in the previous choices. Nope. We learned, wait to draft. Wait to draft. What else did we learn? Value is king. It's just, it, just, it rules the kingdom. So rules true. the land. And the last thing we learned, I'll let Steven tell you this, because this is his thing, and he is right on the money with it. What's the last thing we learned, my friend?
1: Last thing we learned is trust the talent. Fantasy football is not always the same as NFL football, but production is production and when a player is good, they will get the ball.
0: That is right. Follow the money, follow the talent, you know. And and yeah, you got
1: a fantasy go, goal. You
0: find the fantasy goal. I love it. I love it so much. All right. Thank you for everyone for listening. I loved it so much. If you need to find me, I will be in my house for the next seven to eight days and uh you know <laughs> until next time may the force be with you guys
1: may the force be with you yeah. <laughs> yeah.